team, yeah, we off the leash. You could look us in the eyes and see we have peace. Black and gold, that's the colors when we go to war. When we step up on that field, you go hear my roar. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. We them tiger cats, we them, we them tiger cats. Yeah, nobody hitting harder. Better keep your guard up, cause with everything we draw, we can score it when we wanna. Welcome to our live pal, a Pod Kiwi post game show. I am Mike Graham, and the Tie Cats win twenty seven to twenty four and improve to five and seven on the season. I'm not joined by my usual partner, Josh Smith, tonight. Everything's cool with him; it's all good. But I have a couple of guys that will fill in nicely from the Eden and Raw podcast, Troy Durrell, and a longtime listener and a huge Tie Cat fan, Adam Stalker. How are we feeling, boys? Oh, Mike, I am feeling good. That was an unreal second half. Um, yeah, just just great CFO football at its finest. And I think I can speak for both Adam and I when I say that we will do our absolute best to fill in for Josh tonight. How are you feeling, Adam? That second half was incredible. That was probably their best second half all season long. Yeah, absolutely. It was kind of a slow first half. But, uh, you know, things really picked up for both teams in the second half. So let's get into the game recap. Ticats go two and out to start, as per usual. You know, that typical Ticat slow start. Cast and Tonitz gets an easy pick on a deep ball from Crum. The Ticats take over at the Ottawa 41-yard line. That was a huge play by Cast and Tonitz. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, got the defense off on the right foot after Toronto hung 41 points on them. Um, on Monday, it obviously was huge for them to to get a good start. And Katz and Tonus, I tweeted it out earlier. It's it's crazy that it's taken him this long to actually get into the lineup because he's been a ball hawk at any single time he gets an opportunity. So um, this is two picks in two consecutive games. He also recovered a fumble later in the night. Um, but the ball comes to him and it sticks to him. And it was a great play reading it over the top there. Absolutely. Go ahead, Adam. The pass rush got there uh, and forced Crum to throw that ball. I don't know what he was thinking throwing that ball. He never had a chance of completing it. Yeah, you're a little quiet, Adam. I don't, I'm not sure why. Um, Troy's much louder than you, I, um, but uh, we'll try and fix it going forward here. I'm not sure if it's a, uh issue on my end or what, but uh, we'll keep it rolling here. Let's see what's, what happens. Hamilton takes a deep shot on second and one. It didn't work well. But I like the play call. Like this is this is what you do occasionally if you're second and short. It's early in the game. Why not take a shot over the top? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I said the same thing. It wasn't great execution, um, but I do like the play call. We've seen far too often this year Hamilton. Well, actually, not far too often. Getting in second and short has actually been a problem. But the rare times that we have seen them get in second and short, 
they always just go for the quarterback sneak, right? So yep. the fact that they decided they were going to try something different, um, I've really liked Scott, Milanich, Scott Milanovich's play calling here over the last couple of weeks outside of the Edmonton game. Thought he called a really great game against uh, BC. Thought he called a pretty decent game on Monday against Toronto, and I thought he called a really great game here tonight as well. So um, love the play call, just need better execution from it moving forward. And I think that was one of uh, Steinauer's more aggressive games in terms of taking shots downfield and going for it in short yardage when we've seen him punt uh, in earlier games this season. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it's nice to see Steinhauer actually take chances in a game. Uh, the drive stalls at the Ottawa 25-yard line. Ticats get three. It's 3 nothing with 9.41 left. Uh, later on with Ottawa, Williams breaks off a 23-yard gain into Hamilton territory. And this was kind of a reoccurring thing during this game. The 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 run defense wasn't stellar this this time around. No, it uh, it definitely was not. I think they showed a graphic at the end of the game that Williams had over 150 yards rushing. Um, you know, Hamilton's D has kind of been the stopping the run has kind of been a staple of this team for the last four, five, six seasons. And this mm-hmm. year that has really not been the case. And um Devontae Williams, I mean, part of it I would assume is the fact that the team was running on three days rest. Obviously, the defensive and offensive linemen probably take the biggest beating out of anyone. And you could really tell that Ottawa's offensive line had eleven days to rest and Hamilton's defensive line had three and I guess vice versa because James Butler didn't really get much going tonight either um you could tell that Hamilton's offensive line was a bit uh slowed down by the fact that they were probably just kind of sort of getting to that point where they'd maybe be in the week where they're kind of getting over some of the bumps and bruises and they're already in another game but yeah it uh it was definitely they didn't really have an answer um for Williams and I thought Ottawa tonight did a lot better job than they did a couple weeks ago in incorporating him a lot more into the game plan because when these two teams last played, they seemed to heavily rely on Dustin Crum throwing and passing the ball. And when they used Williams kind of later in the game, that's when Ottawa started seeing some success. And um, obviously it came down to the final play of the game where Casey Sales had the knockdown, but they made sure that they went to him early and often and they found a lot of success using him. Adam, what did you think about the run defense tonight? The tackling was horrific. Yeah. I bet Williams probably broke a dozen tackles or more. I think he averaged between his running and receiving yards. I think it's over 10 yards. He just torched them all game. Yeah, absolutely. The like, like Troy mentioned earlier, the you know, the run defense just isn't what it was the last couple of years for for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. But Ottawa tries a double pass play with Bahar throwing it but it gets knocked down. Williams has another big gain, this time catching the ball to the backfield. Ottawa gets inside the 10-yard line, but the Ticats defense comes up big and the Red Blacks settle for three. It's tied 3-3 with four minutes left. Later on, uh, Jordan Murray gets beat by Molden. Powell gets dinged up. Loxley comes in. That was a little bit, uh, you know, you get a little bit worried when you see Kay Loxley come into the to the fold as the starting quarterback, no? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I guess I got a bit of a question for you guys. And um, I understand that you got to have three quarterbacks on the roster, but why are you dressing Matthew Schiltz as the third string guy if 
he's not available to play. That was kind of the presumed reason as to why he was not the number two was that he wasn't good enough to go. Mm-hmm. So at that point, why would you not use Glass as the third string guy? Adam? I don't understand the logic. I mean, I assume if you're able to dress, if there's an emergency, you can play, but you just hope you never have to get to that point. Yeah, and you, you saw it earlier in the year when they addressed uh, Bo Levi Mitchell in that third spot, and he wasn't ready to play. I mean, in an emergency, he shouldn't have been in there. So I don't, I, I don't understand the logic either, guys. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What, uh, what? Play, so Dylan Wynn on the first down before Ottawa kicked the field goal, mm-hmm. he complete, he got, he broke right across his man's face and just blew up the the. It's one of the few times they stopped Williams in the backfield and. Yeah. See why they had to settle for the field goal. Yeah, it's nice to see Dylan Wynn get back into the lineup. He's a, he's a beast in the middle there. Uh, Jordan Murray, Murray gets beat by Malden. Powell gets dinged. Oh, yeah, I already said that. Ticats punt. Ottawa gets good return near midfield with three minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, Dustin Crum to Shaq Evans for a 40-yard gain. But Hamilton stuffs the Red Blacks three times at the one-yard line. Turnover on downs. Ticats ball at the one-yard line. What a stuff by the defense. Yeah, absolutely. It won them the game uh, if you kind of look back on it. So the fact that the defense played so tough near the goal line um, was definitely the reason why uh, they won tonight. And it was Ben, don't break. And that was definitely a momentum changer. You know, Um, the team, the the, the defense, I, I would give them kind of a 50 50 performance tonight like they gave up a lot of yards in between the 20s and then once it got to the 20 uh they were they were very hard to beat so that was obviously a huge change in the game but i don't mean to kind of change topics here briefly adam i'll kind of let you get into your kind of thoughts on the actually get into your thoughts on on that sequence and then i'll ask my question here about dylan Wynn because i saw him on the sidelines um, in street clothes, and I I didn't really see what happened to him. I was just wondering if you guys had a better set of eyes on what might have happened. I didn't see him. I know he hasn't played a very high percentage of snaps all season, so I don't think he's got the burst that he used to have. Right? Yeah, I, I just I, I I saw him on the on the sidelines as well in street clothes, and I, I'm not sure. I didn't hear anyone mention it on the broadcast. That he got injured, I didn't see him go down. I, I I do not know what the answer is to that, Troy. But I wish I did because obviously he's a big proponent of that defense, and the last thing we need is for him to go down for an extended period of time again. Well, and he seemed like he was, if my memory serves me correctly, he was definitely a big part of the reason why they stopped BC a couple weeks ago on third down. I think he was a big part as to why they made the stop on third down tonight. So. Yeah, there, especially in short yardage, it would be a massive loss if he was out for any number of weeks. Absolutely. Uh, let's get into the second. Go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. Broadcast is just horrible at highlighting players who are injured and if they're able to come back or if they're done for the game because there was no mention of what the status was of Richard Leonard after he got hurt and that's true. replaced him in the game. They didn't mention it at all. Yeah, I, I totally agree. They They... That's uh, one of the many things they lack in the TSN broadcast, unfortunately, because, yeah, I didn't hear anything about Richard Leonard after that, and we'll talk about it later, but, you know, it didn't look good immediately. It looks like he got he got knocked out for, for at least a couple seconds, so hoping that Richard Leonard is, is okay. Uh, getting into the second quarter, Powell completes a first-down pass to Tim White, 
giving them some room at the 11 yard line and that was huge i mean if they would have gone two and out there at the one yard line maybe they give up a safety maybe they punt it out but you'd think that uh, ottawa would be getting points no matter what yeah absolutely i remember thinking it was second and long and I go, okay, well, at least the two is better than the seven. And then he completes that pass to Tim White, who I'm sure we'll get into his performance a bit later. But it just shows how quickly Taylor Powell has progressed from his first start till today. Obviously, tonight has been his best. Um, but yeah, that was a big time throw. He stands in the pocket, big time catch by Tim White, able to get one foot down. And they originally ruled it not a catch and then reviewed it and then mm-hmm. ruled it a catch. Um, but yeah, I, 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 it's huge for them. You don't necessarily always need to get a touchdown in order to flip momentum. And the fact that they got the big three and out there down near the goal line, then were able to get out of the shadow of their own end zone and flip field position back. I thought that was a big momentum changer for the Ticats in the second quarter there. Yeah. what do you think about that pass, uh, to get out of the shadows of the end zone, Adam? That was absolutely massive. And white was just on fire this whole drive completely flipped the field position absolutely powell and white connect again ticats now at the 38 yard line another connection to white for a first down up to the hamilton's 53 hamilton's drive stalls and are forced to punt but a very good job of flipping the field position yeah absolutely as i said um i i just kind of came to expect that they were going to go two and out and give up the two points and the fact that they were able to get out of the shadow of their own goal line and actually make a couple first downs get a bit of the field position back that unfortunately uh, the defense kind of gave right back to Ottawa. But at the time, you know, you you can't really ask for much more from the offense. You know, they get without um, having to, you know, they, they don't go to an out and uh, get some kind of field uh, positioning back. So yeah, it was obviously, um, I think, uh, a, a good sign, something that we haven't really seen from the Ticats offense yet this season. So I, I think that was obviously a big, uh, big improvement. Now, not to, I don't really want to go back to this game, but the, the Argonauts game, the, the Labor Day Classic, yep. the whole game, the Ticats were starting, you know, in their own and usually, you know, between the 20s, you know, uh, inside the 20-yard line. And the Argonauts were starting at, at midfield, it seemed, every single drive. So it was nice to see the Ticats flipped the field position. Uh, what do you think, Adam? Oh, absolutely. Especially in a game that you knew wasn't going to be, well, you didn't think was going to be overly high scoring until the second half and the teams just couldn't stop scoring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was a tale of two halves. Sorry, go ahead. I thought it was going to be first to 21-1, probably wins it. I didn't think it was going to be a high scoring game at all going into this. Yeah, yeah, I felt the same way and you could, you could judge it by the first half, and I'm sure a lot of casual fans probably tuned out the game because it was definitely picked up in the second half. Uh, Ottawa gets to the Ticats 38, but Lewis Ward doinks it off the upright. Hamilton ball with 7.33 left in the half. It's always humorous to see a doink, is it not? Oh, absolutely. Unless it's the Ticats, of course. Well, yeah, then we don't love it. But my favorite play in football has got to be the doink, and then it goes – uh, for a field goal. I mean, if it's Hamilton, mm-hmm. if it's right. any yep. other team that's against Hamilton, then it's not so good. But yeah, the we all love in. The doinking yeah, in is always a good time. Uh, exactly. Ticats try the onside punt. Well, in an offensive formation, they don't recover it, but it's a 30 yard punt and it's, you know, it's basically just a normal punt, essentially. 
Williams fumbles and Castantonis recovers the ball at the Ticat 44. Shay Crawford with the forced fumble, a good play from both of those guys. Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, Trey Crawford has really turned it up since Jagarrett Davis has exited the lineup. And I've really liked his game here uh, over the last couple of weeks. And then, as I said, with uh, Stavros Katsantonis, just the fact the ball always seems to find him. So, um, yeah, again, the turnover battle has been rare this year, but it was nice to see Hamilton come on the winning side of this one. Yeah, I think there were uh, four turnovers for Ottawa, and uh, the Ticats had none, I believe. So that's always a huge thing, right, Adam? Oh, absolutely. Especially with how bad this team has been with turnovers the past two, well, season and a half. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, everyone knows that that's a huge factor in football games. So uh, to, you know, for Ottawa to have four and for the Tigers to have none is it, a huge a huge factor in why we won this game. McAllister gains a first down on second and 14, a seven yard pass, but he makes the rest happen. And I'm liking this McAllister, you know, them getting McAllister involved in the offense. Cause he's an explosive player. Yeah. I mean, they, they found ways tonight to get him involved in space, which is where you really want to let him do um, most of his damage because obviously he's a speed guy and, it, he kind of went quiet over the last couple weeks, but I really like that they got him involved tonight. Yeah, he made something happen every single time he touched the ball. Like he all, the first guy was not bringing him down. He was going to make the first guy miss every time. Yeah, absolutely. He was, he was, he was great tonight, and I, I look forward to seeing him more in this offense. You know, as we go down the, the stretch run of this season, uh, Powell deep... Powell's deep pass to Bayless down to the Ottawa two-yard line, but Ottawa challenges for OPI and they win the challenge. That that was a, you know, that was tough. You saw the push off there, a little bit of a push off, but I felt like if you watched the whole play, there was a lot of hand fighting going on, and yeah, you know I, I think it could go, it, it could have went either way. I think. Yeah, I have a huge gripe about that OPI. You know, okay. if 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 it's clean all the way down the field and then Bayless pushes off at the end. I understand it, but Howell was literally grabbing him the entire way down the field. And like, I'm not really sure what Bayless is supposed to do. Like, how are you supposed to create any sort of separation when the DB is literally grabbing your hand and your wrist the entire way down the field? Like, I, it was OPI at the end of the day, but I'm not really sure what Bayless could have done differently um, just based off the fact that there was not a chance for him. And I understand the hand fighting kind of went both ways, but there wasn't really a chance I thought for him to create separation until the very end. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say it was because it was blanket coverage. Like he, as I said, Howells is grabbing him the whole way down the field. So um, if anything, I would have just let it go just because it's two guys like fighting for positioning. But I mean, I thought it was a pretty ticky tacky call and, um, yeah, it, it, it could have cost Hamilton because I think they settled for three instead of they would have been first and goal from like the two. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I did not, I did not think that that was worthy of being called OPI. What'd you think, Adam? I thought that he did extend his arm. I understood why they overturned it. It's just, I don't know. I'm kind of over the challenging pass interference. It just seems like there's no consistency with the reviews at all. Yeah, I totally. They're in one of tomorrow's game, and they'll probably 
won't call it OPI. Yeah, yeah, they are very inconsistent when it comes to the the pass interference calls. So unfortunate, but it happens. So we'll move on. McAllister gains a first down on second and fourteen. Oh wait, wait, Powell deeps pass. Blah 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 blah. blah. Ty gets backed up to their own fifty-four yard line, first and twenty. McAllister with a nice gain on a crossing route, second and six on the Ottawa forty-two. Powell to Bayless on the next play for a gain of 12 and a first down. But then we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot again. Wood Manzi takes a holding penalty and it's first and 20 again. But Keandre Smith with a 19-yard gain makes it third in inches and they get it. First down Ticats at the Ottawa 19-yard line. But the drive stalls at the 13-yard line. Hamilton only gets three. It's six to three with 15 seconds left in the half. Uh, Ottawa gets it to the Hamilton 42 they miss the field goal, and McAllister almost takes it to the house, but is tackled around the Ottawa 40-yard line. Were you jumping out of your seat when you were watching that last uh, that last McAllister return? Yeah, I, and I will take full blame for this Ticat Nation. I literally said that's a house call, and so I jinxed it, so I apologize. But How yeah, he, yeah <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm the absolute worst, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, McAllister, McAllister's due for one. He's going to get one here that will count in the next uh, couple games. He definitely um, has the eye for finding the right seam there. And um, I, had he kept going outside, I think he would have would have been able to outrun everyone. But um, yeah, it, uh, it, 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 I, it's unfortunate that it was at the very end of the half because I thought right. that would have given the offense a big spark right and he as any big return would but it uh it was nice to see mr model of consistency lewis ward miss twice today because especially against hamilton it seems like anytime he lines up he makes the field goals so um that's six points off the board for ottawa and in a 24 or 27 24 victory for the ticats that's obviously those are two huge misses so Oh, spoiler alert. Holy. No, just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, what'd you think about that McAllister return at the, uh, at the end of the half there, Adam? Yeah, he just needed that one last block and he was gone. And I mean, we really have to thank Ottawa for all their first half screw ups. Cause that was the difference in the game between this, the third and one stop at the goal line and the two missed field goals. There's the difference in the ball game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, we move into the third quarter. The Red Blacks get a big return, but gets called back on hold. Uh, thank you for that. Nick Cross gets a face mask and extends Ottawa's drive. And, and you know, this happened a couple times tonight where the defense took penalties and extended Ottawa's drive. It's been a, a theme this season, so unfortunate to see. But, uh, you know, it's just uh, the way this defense has been playing lately, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it as you said, it has been a theme this season. They it looks like the defense is going to get off the field, and then they take a. Um, and you know the thing too is that I've noticed is it's not like a offside or uh, you know kind of like one of the smaller penalties. It always seems to be like a pass interference or seems to be a roughing the passer or unnecessary rask. Like it's always the fifteen yard penalties that they seem to take in those moments and. Um, yeah, it, uh, it it's frustrating to watch because, you know, they didn't really force many two and outs tonight. And the fact that the defense had the chance to get off the field and 
they don't because of a penalty that could have been avoided. I mean, I guess in that one, it's a little bit different. He's kind of going over the top of the quarterback. I, to be honest, I'm not really sure how he got his fingers even in his face mask with just the way that he went over top of Crumb. But just the fact that they take penalties at those moments, it's been pretty soul crushing this season for sure. Adam, what's your thoughts on the, this these uh, this defense taking inopportune penalties at inopportune times? It's just amazing. That it seems that it happens two or three times every single game. And you think that it's something they'd be drilling in and getting fixed going into the next game, but they just keep on happening. Yeah, it is astonishing. You know, the the coaching staff needs to get a hold of these guys and, and uh, set them straight. Uh, but you know. We won, so I'll, I'll let it slide tonight. Uh, William, William straight arms Simone, but Simone gets back up for the tackle about 10 yards down the field. You know, that's a, that's a tough one for Simone, but I, I like the effort of him getting back up and then actually getting the tackle. Yeah, I thought tonight was one of Simone Lawrence's best games outside of obviously that stiff arm, but... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that was that was a bit of a tough play. But as you said, I, I really like the effort from him to take it, get back up, run back down the field, make the tackle, even though Williams had already gained first down yardage, right? So, uh, yeah, it uh, definitely shows that there's no quit from 21. And, um, yeah, there's not really much else you can say. What do you think about Tomoni's performance tonight, Adam? He did miss quite a few tackles, but you can't. You have to credit him for the the hustle to get back in the play. I mean, everybody on this defense missed a couple of tackles, so you can't just single him out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that obviously, with that slow, you know, they only had a couple days in between games, so you know, I didn't mention it off the top, but it was an incredibly gutsy performance, and you can't lay too much on the defense for, for missing tackles and stuff like that when they only have three days of rest and one day of practice between games. Ottawa punches it in for a TD. It's 10-6 to Ottawa with 9.21 left in the third. Powell has all day in the pocket and connects with White on a deep pass. 64-yard gain. It's Ticats first and 10 at the Ottawa 11-yard line. Powell to McAllister for 11-yard TD. Hamilton retakes the lead 13-10 to with 7.25 left in the third quarter. And, you know, we're going to see a lot more from Tim White in this game, but he's already had a massive game. Yeah. Uh, what what was the stats, I think, when he made that catch? Actually, no, I think it was a drive later where it showed he had five catches for over well over 100 yards at that point. And um, we're, we're seeing more... It's so funny that Tim White is doing exactly what he did last season, where he was very slow out of the gates. And then kind of once Labor Day hits, he's finally like, okay, like now it's time to put the pads on and play some football because he's been lights out the last couple of games. And tonight has obviously, I would argue tonight has maybe been his best game in a Ticat uniform, which says a lot because I thought that that game last season against Calgary was off the charts. Good from him. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it it's it's awesome to see that when the lights seemingly get brighter, that Tim White decides that he's gonna um, make sure that he's one of the main guys in the limelight. And I, I appreciate the fact that uh, Scott Milanovic decided that you could tell he was going, and really not much else was. So he just kept feeding them the rock. And uh, Taylor Powell and him seemingly had that connection tonight. 
What do you think about this drive, Adam? You know, a couple big plays to Tim White, and then they cap it off with a pal to McAllister touchdown of 11 yards. Yeah, the this is one of the few games where, for the first time all season, that Powell's completed a pass that was more than 20 yard air yards downfield. He'd really struggled on his deep ball accuracy in whatever six or seven games he'd started. So this is a big sign of progress for him. It absolutely is, you know. They were dinking and dunking a lot earlier on, and it seems like they're, you know, letting him throw the ball downfield more. And he's looking good doing it. He's, you know, he gets into these modes where he just, you know, you can tell he's gaining confidence and uh, the way he throws the ball. And, and it's just, it's nice to see Powell coming along. And, you know, I'm, I'm a victim of being, you know, caught in the moment. Like last week, I was like, I don't know about this guy. You know, the week before, I'm like, oh, he's great. You know, I go back and forth with him, but... This this game tonight, really impressive from him. Uh, Sales takes a roughing the passer penalty and keeps Ottawa's drive alive. Jameer Thurman gets the sack, but Castantonis gets called for roughing the passer, a face mask. Ottawa down to the one-yard line, uh, and Richard Leonard looks like he might have gotten knocked out on the tackle. That, that was pretty brutal, no? Yeah. Yeah, thankfully... Um, he was moving all of it, all of his extremities, was able to yeah. get up and walk off the field. But you could tell um, when he was laying there and kind of when he was walking off the field, he didn't really look like he had much of an idea as to what was going on. So um, definitely a concussion. But, man, I'll give him props for throwing his body in there, knowing that probably the outcome for him is not going to be the greatest. Mm-hmm. You know, Dustin yep. Crumb's a pretty big boy. Jameer Thurman's a even bigger boy. And uh, he was willing to put it all on the line to get that stop. So um, prayers up to him. Obviously, hopefully it's not nothing too long term. But uh, yeah, it was was a pretty scary moment. Absolutely. Uh, shortly after that, Pigrome punches it in from the one yard line. It's seventeen to thirteen, Ottawa, with three thirty eight left in the third. Ticats go two and out. Ottawa takes over at their own 34, but then they also go two and out. Hamilton takes over on their own 25, and we're rolling into the fourth quarter. Powell throws a bomb to Tim White for a game. Ticats march down to the seven-yard line, then Powell's seven-yard TD to Tim White. Seven-play, 84-yard drive. It's 20-17 Ticats with 10.53 left in the game. And at this point, you know, the, that first half that wasn't very entertaining has turned to a very entertaining seven, second half. Yeah. Adam, I'll let you give your thoughts on this one first. The touchdown, it just had a beautiful motion to set up the auto defender, so he- just gave White so much separation. I think they sort of started a triangle bunch and broke off that way. So sort of caught the Ottawa defenders in a tangled up. Ottawa puts together a TD drive with ease, 24 to 20 with 626 left in the fourth. We're going back and forth, back and forth. Hamilton gambles on third and one, a handoff to Butler, and he gets the first down at the Hamilton 49. Um, you know, usually it's a QB sneak on these kind of plays, but they hand off the ball to Butler and I like the play call. Obviously, if it didn't work, then I wouldn't like the play call, but it did work. So first down Hamilton, exactly. uh, we get, we yeah, get a sorry. sorry Go I ahead. just, I just want, I just want to say like, we, we've talked earlier this season about how the fact that Orlando Steinauer, 
um, has gotten pretty conservative. I like the fact that he had a brass set of you know what's um, mm-hmm. to go for it there because that was closer to third and two than it was to third and one. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't look like initially he was going to get it, and then you know James Butler was able to power his way through. But um, yeah, obviously I love the fact that he has trust in his running back and his offensive line that. Um, he now feels comfortable enough to go for those uh, third and sh- third and longs, I guess. Yeah, Adam, did you like the, uh, as Troy put it, the set of cojones on Orlando Steinhauer tonight? At that point in the game, I think we had to go for it. And he's right, it was a long two yards. And it really mm-hmm. took a second effort from Butler to get there and a nice push from, I think it was Woodman's. He might have been uh, Revenberg who came in behind him and gave him a nice shove. Yeah, I, I, I love the call, and uh, I love the execution of the play. Uh, right after that, a sweep run play to White for a first down at Ottawa's 43. Powell with a nice run for a first down at the 20-yard line. Taylor Powell once again finds Tim White in the end zone for a 20-yard TD pass. It's 27-24 to 24 with 2.58 left in the fourth quarter. How are we feeling right now? Are, are we confident that we're going to win this game? Or, or are you thinking, oh boy, they're going to come back and take the take the lead from the Ticats once again? I was absolutely not feeling confident at all. It felt like it was just not pure, not based off really anything Hamilton had done. They hadn't really forced many two and outs, um, which then funny enough on that drive they do. But it uh, just obviously you mentioned it. Like it felt like every drive resulted in points. And so when Tim White scored, you know, I'm obviously like, okay, that's good that they scored, but there's still way too much time left on the clock here for Crum to lead Ottawa down the field. But um, yeah, it, it just, I had really, <laughs> I'm being completely honest, I had no real hope that they were actually going to um, stop them. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, just previous yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah i get you i get you i yeah. get you <laughs> so adam how are you feeling at this point well i mean it would be a very on script for a mark washington defense to blow a fourth quarter lead mm-hmm. so i wasn't very confident i thought i was going to go down and at least kick the field goal yeah i thought we might be heading into overtime at the very least you know, 258 left in the clock. That's a ton of time. But uh, the Ticats force a two and out, and Ottawa punts with 232 left on the clock. Ticats take over at their own 37 with 222 left on the clock. Hamilton, unfortunately, goes two and out and punt at their own 45-yard line with 155 left on the clock. Ottawa starts at their own 17-yard line. Carney and Simone get to crumb for a sack. He fumbles. Ted Laurent recovers. Ticats ball at the Red Blacks 31-yard line with 109 left. The Ticats get a first down and kill the clock. Hamilton wins 27 to 24 and improved to 5 and 7 on the season. Woo! How you feeling? How you feel? Oh, relieved honestly. Just, you yeah. know, it would have been such a Hamilton Ticats thing to do for them to have lost tonight. Um, coming off three days rest, I was actually expecting them to lose, you know, Ottawa's coming off 11, which that gets me into another point. What the hell was the CFL schedule makers doing when they made that, when they looked at the schedule, the final draft of the schedule, cause I know they have several of them and go, yeah, you know what, that, that, that's a reasonable, reasonable game for us to put on the schedule, a team that's played on Monday and then to play again on Friday versus a team that didn't play at all the previous weekend. It just, it made no sense, but 
Yeah, I'm super proud of the group, obviously, for coming in, you know, on such short notice and very limited game prep, I imagine. And uh, they're able to pull one out. What did you think about the win tonight, Adam? Uh, I just want to go back to the, the last couple Ottawa drives. Usually yep. we've seen Mark Washington's defense just sort of send four and send everyone else into coverage. Yep. Tonight he started sending blitzes. So uh, the second last drive, he sent Thurman. He got clean in and forced an early throw. And then the last blitz, with Lor- he sent Lawrence and Edwards, and they were both pretty much unblocked. So it's good to see him be more aggressive in late-game scenarios. Yeah, I'm totally with you on that, Adam. I think that that's been his Achilles heel. You know, uh, since he's been with the Ticats, those late game, uh, you know, falling apart of the defense, they're kind of just sitting back, like you said, only rushing four, only rushing three at times. Um, That prevent style defense, it's just, it's nice to see him be aggressive at the end of the game and look what happens. He gets results. You know, obviously you can get caught being aggressive near the end of the game, but I just think you have to play how you've been playing the whole game. Go after him, you know, and and this is what happens. They they force the fumble, they get the ball, they kill the clock, Ticats win. Uh, Let's get into some individual and group performances. We'll start with Adam. Uh, we'll go Adam and then Troy for this one or these ones. Uh, Adam, Taylor Powell, what do you think of him tonight? I thought the first half and second half couldn't be more different. Uh, he didn't really stretch the field most, most, much in the first half, and he looked pretty average. And then the second half, like he looked like an MLP candidate. Like he was playing at that level where it seemed like everything was going to get completed and just we're going to go down and score every single drive. Yeah, he finished 21 of 32 for 326 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. Uh, Troy, what did you think about Powell tonight? Yeah, absolutely. Basically, just to echo what Adam said, it was a tale of two halves. First half, he looked kind of timid, um, you know, completing the short passes and hoping that the receivers would uh, gain the yards that they needed. And in the second half, it's like he flipped the switch and was like, okay, you know what, I can do this, where he goes out and it, as Adam said, it it felt like one of the rare times this season where the Ticats offense went out on the field and I said, okay, I f- have full confidence that the quarterback will be able to complete this pass and uh, get the first down yardage that they need and move the sticks and end up resulting in touchdowns and not field goals. So, um, yeah, definitely his best performance of the season. Um and uh, I, I hope that he's able to continue to build off of this victory. The offensive line had an addition tonight. Jordan Murray comes back from the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, obviously, he was with the Hamilton Tiger Cats a few years ago. He's inserted into the lineup. I was super excited about this signing. I thought the offensive line looked pretty good tonight in pass protection. You know, the run blocking wasn't great. But the pass protection, I thought that Taylor Powell had a ton of time back there. What did you see, Adam? I saw the same thing. Like We know we're going to have the three solid Canadians in the middle. It's just a matter of what level of play we get from our tackles. We either have the uh, the turnstiles or someone who's actually going to provide some time. And tonight we got the good side of it. What did you think, uh, you think Troy? Well, who was really good? Sorry. I think Figueroa was really good tonight, too. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. What do you think, Troy? I was just about to say uh, that Figueroa, I thought this was one of his better games this season. And for the fact that, you know, Murray hasn't played a ton, 
uh, over the last year and a half. I thought he was also really good and, you know, short preparation. They basically just threw him in there and said, hey, go play. Um, I thought he was pretty solid. He went up against Lorenzo Malden a lot of the evening and, you know, Malden is going to make his plays. Um, but I, I thought that he hung in there pretty well against uh, the Red Blacks defense fans. Adam, Tim White, go. <laughs> that was one of the best games we've seen from Ty Cats receiver in a long time. I, I can't remember the last time. It was probably Tim White last summer probably. season, but I mean, he had almost 200 yards of net offense, I think. Yep. Seven receptions, 180 yards, two touchdowns, and an average of 25.7 yards per catch. And then I think he also had a carry for 19 yards. So, yeah, 199 yards of total offense. And another receiver that I thought uh, did pretty well tonight was Omar Bayless. You know, his numbers don't, you know, really leap off the page, but four receptions for 53 yards. He was second in the team in yards. Uh, what do you think about him tonight? Yeah, I thought he was really good. Um, he obviously hasn't played since week one, but it seems like anytime he gets a chance to go out there and play, I think he makes a difference. Obviously, week one, he recovers a blocked punt uh, for a touchdown. And then today, as I, I've already said my piece on what I thought was the ticky-tacky uh, OPI, which would have resulted in him having better production. But it felt like he was kind of that security blanket that if Tim White wasn't open, that Powell was going to Omar Bayless and, you know, on the underneath routes and he was able to grind out some tough yardage. So, yeah, I really liked what I saw from him tonight. Adam, did you like the offensive game plan tonight from uh, Scott Milanovic? Yeah, that, he had a lot of uh, good concepts. It just took a – we just ran those crossing routes right underneath the, the linebackers and DBs, and it just got McAllister, Bayless, and White in space a bunch of times. And I think Bayless picked up three or four first downs on those catches too. So, Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Um, you know – it's tough to tell. They, they do so well against a team like BC, and then they lay an egg against Toronto, and, and they, they beat Ottawa, a team they're supposed to beat. But, uh, you know, the real test is going to be coming up in these last, you know, seven, six or seven last games. There's going to be some tough matchups. So we'll see how it goes uh, moving forward. But is there anyone on defense that stood out to you, or how do you think the defense as a whole played tonight, Adam? I think that the tackles, uh, Sales and and Laurent, were both really good, uh, just like they were against BC. Uh, I don't think anyone in the secondary was particularly strong. Mm -hmm. But uh, Lawrence and Thurman were all over the field. Edwards had a pretty good game getting pressures, but that's not going to show up in the uh, CFL stats. Right. Overall, what do you think of the defense, Troy? Yeah, Ben don't break. Um, yeah. As I said, they gave up a lot of yards in between the 20s, and once Ottawa got into scoring position, they uh, made it tough on them. So, um, I mean, hey, I'll take a game like that where they allow a lot of yards and don't allow points when when, uh, when they need to get stops. So I'll take that any day of the week. Now, did the, the special teams stand out? Like, what did you think of the cover teams? What did you think of the return? Um Legio had a good night tonight. Uh, overall, Adam, the special teams did 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 uh, they impress you tonight, or did you were you not feeling it? 
they were fine. They didn't do have any of those wow plays or big plays, but they didn't make any mm-hmm. mistakes. So that's the the main thing. Yeah, it's it's um, you know it's nice to see when all three phases play well. Obviously, that wasn't the case tonight, but uh, we got the win. So if you guys you guys want to get into the fun stuff, get into some of the Twitter comments. Oh, absolutely. Let's go. All right, let's do this. All right, what do we got tonight? From Algama, 33, defense gave up a lot of yardage in the second half, but Big Ted came through at the end. Yeah, absolutely. I was I was kind of worried that they were going to call that roughing the passer, but once they showed the replay of, uh, of that final play there, I know Laurent was the one that recovered the ball. He didn't really make much of an impact on the actual forcing of the fumble. But, yeah, I thought Ted Laurent, man, this season, I was a little hesitant to – um, when I saw it come across my timeline that they had re-signed him, but I think he has probably been the model of consistency for this defense this season. And um, I agree with Adam that I thought Laurent and Sales were both really good tonight. And um, when a lot, uh, when not a lot else, I guess, was going right defensively, it was nice to see the two defensive tackles play well which is funny to say because they did give up 150 yards rushing but Mm -hmm. whenever they needed a play to get made it felt like one of those two guys especially 97 was making the play what did you think about big ted big teddy tonight adam i mean you could argue that he's been our best defensive player all season long he's he's injured too much though <laughs> yeah, I, I love the fact they use him in this rotation now because then he doesn't get injured at all. Which that's also kind of bogus, I think, because he he plays a lot. Like I I remember him missing like a game here and there, but yeah, I, I, like people who have commented saying that he is a band aid, I've never really understood that point of view. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a comment because I said that actually, and Adam corrected me on on Twitter um, a while ago, and uh, he was right. He was right. You know, I don't know why I thought that. Maybe it was because he was injured in the Grey Cup one year and maybe some big games he was injured. But for the most part, he's been healthy. And you guys are completely right. He's been tremendous this year. So that was my bad. And I thank you, Adam, for correcting me on that. Uh, to Habcat, gutsy performance by Pal and White. Defense was suspect at best. All in, a solid win. Can't argue yeah. with that. Can't argue yeah. with that. From yeah. Richard... Richard Wilson, offensive line, giving pal time was the main thing tonight. Tim White was incredible. Simone was super pumped up. Yeah, the offensive line gave me a chub, to be honest with you. I mean, to have, to have right tackle and a left tackle that actually play well, it's yeah. such a relief to me. I just, I, you know, and, you know, going forward, if we can have this type of protection, whoever's back there, if it's pal, if it's Schultz, if it's Bo Levi Mitchell, these guys have a ton of time in the pocket. I think we're going to have a little bit more success, no? Yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it, I, I was with you when I saw the Jordan Murray signing. You know, I kind at first I kind of had mixed emotions just purely based off the fact that the last taste we got of Jordan Murray was a holding call and turned out to be a pretty big one in the Grey Cup. But right. over overall, I I like his game. Um, he's obviously a massive improvement over Kemp and over Riley and uh over uh, kendrick sator um mm-hmm. so and the fact that chris van zyle apparently 
gets injured every third play in practice. Um, I assume that he's not coming back for the remainder of the year. And if he is, it's in a depth role. But um, yeah, it's nice that it seems like we're finally going to get the tackle solidified that we were hoping for at the beginning of the season. And on both sides, you know, on left tackle and right tackle, Figueroa's back now, obviously, and that's a that's a huge thing. Are you excited about this offensive line moving forward, uh, Mr. Adam? Absolutely. I think it's like that was the biggest weak, weakness our offense has had is we had we've probably used four or five different offensive line combinations. And then I think it was uh, the people who were upset with how our offense was performing under Condell well, is third string quarterback and third string left and right tackles. So yeah, now that we have starting caliber players back in, our offense should perform better. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, from Tiger Sammy, given the circumstances, this is an impressive, and this is as impressive as a win that this team will muster this year. Powell and White seem to be on the same page after a slow start. Back to ten toes down. P.S. I feel sorry for anyone who took the under today. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, Powell and White team. You know, it was funny earlier on. You know, Powell. You know, when Powell was starting, White kind of disappeared for a time there. And then you saw Bo insert into the lineup for the very short time that he was. And White started to show up again. But it seems now that Powell and White have really created um, some chemistry there. Yeah, for sure. It uh, You can definitely see it building at least over the last two games. And um, I mean, I really don't, you can't hate it, right? Getting your best receiver involved into the offense and, uh, yeah, it, it's hopefully because obviously when Bo Levi Mitchell comes back, it's going to be his team. Hopefully that he can continue that uh, that chemistry with uh, Tim White. What do you think about the chemistry between those two guys tonight? <laughs> yeah, this is really like the fourth straight good game that Tim White's had, and tonight was he was fantastic. So he's really starting to heat up, just like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Now he has to get the second and third receiver to heat up. I don't know if that's going to be Godwin or if it's going to be someone else because that's the the scary part is if the teams start taking away Tim White, who do we go to? Yeah, and with the situation with Duke Williams going on, I know that he's injured. I think he's on the sixth game now. And with that weird tweet he put out there, I'm not sure we're going to see him back this year. I could be wrong, but it is a it is a big loss because Duke Williams has been really good this season so far. So you're right, after Tim White uh, – Someone's going to have to step up. Godwin has been pretty good in the last couple of games, but he hasn't really broke through with that great performance. So, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to have to, you know, maybe um, by committee, you know, a couple guys stepping up, but there's definitely going to have to be some stepping up going on. From Jared Breyer, great team win. Didn't think they'd had enough in the tank after Labor Day, but I am pleasantly shocked. Oski wee wee. Uh, from David Tucker, everyone was raging on them in the first half, but a tired D pulled through at, and the offense picked up steam all game to ease work for the D and got points. Yeah, we should start faster on O, but three days rest means the game proves Ottawa is the worst in the league, not us. What do you think about that? Is Ottawa the worst team in the league or is Edmonton the worst team in the league? I'm going to have to say Ottawa is worse than Edmonton right now. Yeah, Adam, you go ahead. I would if they were to play tomorrow on or next week on a neutral site. I would take Edmonton every single time. I just think that Edmonton's got the more dynamic offense, and I don't think 
Dustin Crum hasn't shown any ability to to win a game throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. He's great when he can get in space running, but he never scared me once when uh, he was throwing it. No, it was, you know, they had that crumb mania for those two games, and then he's kind of came back down to earth. And, and uh, you know, we see that a lot in the CFL where we get quarterbacks that show up out of nowhere, have a couple of good games, hell, even have a couple, you know, a good season and then drop off the map. So I'm hoping Dustin Crum is is the real deal so we can get, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the QB crisis in this league. And you always want to see younger talent, you know, rise to the top and, and make this league exciting. So... Um, I, I think he has potential, but he definitely has, has uh, you know, dropped off after those first two games. From Joe Stewart, Powell did the opposite of everything I was criticizing him for. Well, in the second half, that was what I was waiting to see. He ran when needed, made the big throws, and got rid of the ball. Well done. Surprising and gutsy win. Feel like each running back TD, I expected the worst. Feel like every running back TD, I expected the worst. Yeah, I mean, Powell... Powell looked really good tonight. What can you say? He didn't, he hasn't turned over the ball a lot at all, actually. And you could kind of criticize him for maybe holding onto the ball too much in in past games, but tonight it was, uh, it all came together for him. Yeah, absolutely. And just a comment about the fact that he took off and ran a few times. I'm in full agreement with that. There's, there's been far too many times, I guess not far too many, but specifically um, on Labor Day where I thought he had a chance to run and had he, tucked it and taken off earlier um he would have had easy first down yardage and he decided that he was going to try and make a move and wait and see kind of what happened downfield but tonight he was very methodical in his decision making and um yeah he's going to hold on to the ball too long sometimes but that comes Mm -hmm. with the fact that he's a rookie starting quarterback playing a new game for the first time ever in his life like i I see some comments online that i really question because they talk about taylor powell like he should be bull levi mitchell like he should play in this league for 10 years type of thing and like fans got to remember that this is his what fifth sixth cfl start Like Mm -hmm. he's still very much learning the nuances of the game. And um, the fact that we're getting consistent progression from him, I think is huge. And uh, he he definitely has a bright future in the CFL. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? Do you think he, uh, you know, using his legs tonight, that's a, that's a big bonus for, for the team and for the offense. Yeah. He did a great job when there was pressure uh, escaping and getting out and buying some extra time. He found a couple, uh, Keandre Smith a couple times and picked up some first downs through the air. And he just rolled out of pressure. He he really had a good pocket presence tonight, just feeling the pressure coming. From Rob Hayes, this team drives me crazy. It's a love-hate relationship that I should get out of, but I just can't. Wow. <laughs> Rob and I are uh, good buddies. We were texting during the game. He said that exact thing for me and said that's the reason why he had gray hairs. So, uh, Rob, <laughs> I, I hope you enjoy them taking uh, 10 to 15 years off your life every time they watch you watch them play. Yeah, this is part of being a Ticat fan, is it not, Adam? It's a part of being a sports fan of any team. True. That, Specifically that's the Ticats, though. Specifically the Ticats. You know, I like to say that, uh, you know, they played well over the last decade, but they've really, you know, some heartbreaking losses. Um, from Stacy Dullabin, win is a win at this point. Not a terrible game. Oski Wee Wee for life. From Michael Borsk, I think that's how you pronounce it. Sorry if I'm bu- butchering your last name there, but uh, how many fans were upset Kajari Jones didn't replace Condell in the offseason? 
Awful game plan against a tired team. Glad he's there and not here. Ticats, great effort when it counted. What do you think about that comment about Kahari Jones? No, I don't really disagree with the fact that of the game planning, um, I thought Ottawa had a fine game plan tonight. They just didn't execute down near the goal line. But um, yeah, about keeping Kahari over Tommy Condell, you know, I understand why they made the move um, to keep Tommy Condell, but yeah, I guess I would have liked to have seen what Kahari Jones could do in this offense. But I mean, it's kind of hearsay at this point now. Scott, Scott Milanovic is now the offensive coordinator of the mm-hmm. Titans. So um, yeah, I guess it's kind of a moot point at this at this uh, point in, in juncture. But mm-hmm. uh, I, I disagree with the fact that he had poor game planning. I just thought that they didn't execute at the times that they needed to. What do you think, Adam? Is Kahari Jones overrated as an offensive coordinator? I mean, Ottawa put up 450 yards, so I'm mm-hmm. not sure this is the game to be saying that. But that's that's a fair point. I definitely take Scott Milanovic over most offensive coordinators in the CFL right now. From Jim Martin, scissor me, daddy ass. Um, <laughs> Uh, (laughs) definitely wasn't expecting this and definitely didn't think the D had it in them to stop Ottawa on those last drives. White is back in form and Powell made it through another game without a pick. We are not the worst team in the league. There you go from Jimmy, from Jimmy boy. Uh, just a couple left here, uh, from Ari Katz or Ari Cates. Uh, Powell is coming on strong and is only Going to get better with the strength and O-line. Looks like a young Caleros. Bayless and White both showed well. Our D cannot stop the run. Has to be fixed. Huh. The comparison, Powell to Caleros. Obviously not in uh, accomplishments, but do you see any of that in Powell? Uh, yeah, actually. Now, now that that's kind of brought to... Uh, my attention, I do, I do kind of see a bit of comparisons between the two, you know, uh, Powell's kind of growing that better pocket presence that Caleros has, you know, he, Zach's not a guy that will tuck it and run frequently, but he definitely has a good sense of awareness in the pocket where he feels the pressure coming from the backside and he's able to tuck it, take it for a first down. Um, so yeah, I, I don't hate the comparison. I mean, obviously Ticat fans will be thrilled if Taylor Powell even becomes half the quarterback that Zach Claros is, but, um, yeah, I can see some comparisons between the two. What about you, Adam? I think the, the biggest difference between even 2013 Claros when he first started for the Argos was that he was a much better and more aggressive throwing the, the deep ball. Mm-hmm. And really, this is the first time we've really seen Powell have any success throwing the deep ball in six or seven starts or whatever it is now. Our last one from Corey. Go ahead. They have similar builds and and uh, where they came from, too. So I can see similarities. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way as Troy. I never really thought about it. But like like you said, you know, they kind of have some similarities in stature and stuff like that and the way that their mechanics kind of. So, uh, yeah, I could, I could see that. Hopefully he uh, leads the Ticats to what, what is the Claros is a two great cup championships with the Bombers. I'll take two championships from Taylor Powell. I'll take one. You know, I'd be happy with one from anybody. But uh, our last one from Corey Allen, solid game from the Cap. Cats on little rest. 
Pal and White had a hell of a game and a great interaction with Habman 2010 guy had me laughing at him along with others laughing at his interactions and reflecting their similar interactions with him. I don't know what that's in reference to, but Corey, you're a solid dude and you're always listening. So we appreciate you. Um, so what do you think guys? Is this a, a blip on the radar radar or are, uh, are the tie cats about to turn it around in the, in the stretch here? Yeah. Um, I, man, I need to see more consistency from them this season, but you know, this is a game that you can kind of build a rallying cry around, right? You know, it was definitely talked about this this week that, hey, we're coming in on short rest and Ottawa has 10 plus days of rest, but we're going to go in there and um, make sure we get the W. So hopefully this is a game that they can kind of keep stacking off of. And uh, unfortunately, this is going to taste very sour coming out of my mouth. Hopefully Toronto can help us out a little bit and uh, beat Montreal and keep us in the race for uh, second in the East. What do you think, Adam? Are they? Uh, is this just a blip on the radar, or are they going about to turn it around here? Uh, well, I think there's signs of improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's definitely the offense has the biggest chance to grow with the new coaching staff, the addition of Jordan Murray, and just the, the hopeful progression that you see from Taylor Powell week to week. But I'm not confident this is more than a third place team that's one and done. I think really their playoff hopes are going to come down to that home game against Calgary at the end of the month. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't know what to think. This team is just playing with my emotions this whole season. So um, I'll I'll wait and see until next week and then I'll I'll go from there. But I just want to thank you guys for, for joining me and filling in for Josh. Uh, Once again, Josh is fine. Everything's good. He just couldn't make it tonight. And uh, we will be back next week with our regular podcast. And uh, check us out on Patreon and all that good stuff. Uh, I'm Mike Graham. And eat them raw. Give me an eat them raw, guys. Eat them raw. Eat them raw.